scripture has been read in your hearing, I want to read one verse again. Verse 7, but when they saw it, they all complained, saying, he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. So I continue to preach in this series. I want to talk today from the topic, keep your head anyway. Keep your head anyway. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Keep your head anyway. A few days ago, an unfortunate incident between Chris Rock and Will Smith arrested the attention of the entire world. Regardless of our opinions concerning who was right, who was wrong, what we would have done or what we would not have done, whether we are Team Chris or Team Will, whether we are pro-Jada or anti-Jada, or our amateur psychoanalysis of what was going on to make another black man smack a black man on worldwide news or why a black man did not ball his fist and respond in kind. None of us can deny that Chris Rock kept his head. Regardless of what we think about it, our opinions concerning what happened, the fallout of what happened, none of us who watched that event can deny the fact that Chris Rock kept his head assaulted, embarrassed, humiliated on a world stage. Yet, Chris Rock, born in South Carolina, but raised in Brooklyn, 
kept his head. While this is a significant happening, Chris Rock was not the first person to keep his head in the midst of a challenging circumstance or stressful situation. According to this familiar New Testament text, we encounter our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ keeping his head in the midst of a challenging circumstance and a stressful situation. As Jesus is making his way towards the cross of Calvary, Jesus stops through the city of Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. As he's making his way to Jericho through Jerusalem, the animosity and resentment towards Jesus is becoming more rabid and intense. It's the intensity of opposition and animosity is increasing. Jesus encounters a Jewish tax collector employed by the Roman government by the name of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, for those who understand what it means to be a tax collector employed by the Roman government, yet ethnically a Jew, is persona non grata among his people. Nobody is inviting Zacchaeus to the cookout. Nobody wants to spend time with Zacchaeus. Nobody wants to be known by or with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is persona non grata because he is seen as a sellout because he's a Jew working for the Roman government. To add insult to injury, he's not just an employee for the Roman government, but he is a GS-20. He is a chief tax collector. According to the text, not only is he a baller, he is uh, very rich. He's driving well, living well. Now, Jesus, this preacher who is popular, has the audacity to call Zacchaeus to become one of his followers. As Zacchaeus encounters, as Jesus encounters Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus who is despised, hated, and rejected by the Jews, encounters Jesus, and Zacchaeus is curious about this man who loves and includes sinners and tax collectors because he's short of stature, goes and climbs a sycamore tree so he can have access to Jesus. And Jesus, because he's omniscient, says, Zacchaeus, today I must be a guest in your house. Jesus does not want to stay with the mayor, doesn't want to stay with the county commissioner, doesn't want to stay with 
an assembly person, doesn't want to stay with a local synagogue leader, but he wants to spend time with a person who we deem as a sinner. This choice is so counterintuitive that folk begin to mumble, murmur, cause strife and a dust up because Jesus doesn't want to stay with them but wants to stay with one of them. While Jesus wants to stay with one of them, the crowd becomes antagonistic. The crowd resents who Jesus fellowships with. Yet in the midst of the crowd's opposition, animosity, and resentment, our Savior and Lord keeps his head. And I preach this message on this Lord's Day morning as we have made our way back to the sanctuary of Watch Chapel to encourage everybody who's a follower of the Lord Jesus to learn the valuable lesson of keeping our head anyway. Despite what who says what about you, we have to learn how to keep our head. Despite in whose eyes we are popular or unpopular, we all have to learn to keep our head. Despite who says amen and who heckles us, we have to learn how to keep our head. Jesus, in the midst of a challenging circumstance and stressful situation, is learning how to keep his head. And while we need to all learn the valuable lesson of keeping our head, if the truth be known on this first Sunday morning in April, many of us and too many of us, if we're honest with ourselves, have had the embarrassing, ignominious experience of losing our head when we should have kept our head. Don't raise your hand, don't say amen, don't shout amen. But who among us has ever gone postal in your mind? You may not have knocked somebody into the next millennium, but you sure did think. How many of us, under the sound of my voice, I'm preaching to the real folk on this Sunday morning. Come on, I came to preach. I ain't come to play no games today. How many of us have ever lost our head? Can I preach in here on this Sunday morning? They looked at you too long. You heard they said, y'all ain't talking to me. You paid a mortgage and they got the nerve not to have everything you asked done. By the time you got home, y'all ain't talking to me in here. You've been polite. You've kept your cool. You have gone the extra mile, but they cut their eyes at you on the wrong day. You didn't pray that morning and somebody cut you off on I-40. Somebody cut their eyes at you. You heard they said something about you. And they caught you on the wrong day. Took your earrings off. Put Vaseline on your face. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. And invited them to see you outside at 5.01 p.m. 
Come on, I'm preaching this to the real folk. We ought to keep our head. We ought to be calm, composed, and so filled with the Holy Ghost that nothing can rattle us, nothing can get to us. But if the truth be known, keeping your head ain't easy. When folk take your kindness for weakness, it ain't easy to keep your head. When folk push the buttons you know they ought not push, it ain't easy to keep your head. When folk want to play you like you are left-handed, y'all ain't talking to me, it ain't easy to keep your When folk think that you won't go there because you saved and sanctified, Can I get a witness in here on this Sunday morning? Anybody been there, done that? And let me preach the way the Holy Ghost really gives it to me. In the aftermath of Donald J. Trump, y'all ain't talking to me up in here. There are some folk who push your buttons in the name of being civil and a patriot. Well, we have learned, y'all ain't talking to me, to keep your head anyway. I'm preaching to somebody who needs to hear this word. I'm preaching to somebody who has to go back to a toxic workplace environment on tomorrow and you are challenged to keep your head. I'm preaching this to somebody who is on the verge of promotion but the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy lest you fulfill your God-given potential. I'm preaching this to somebody who is tempted to forget all that you have learned in vacation Bible school, lay down all the Holy Ghost that God has put in you and go there. How do you keep your head when it ain't easy? How do you not respond in kind when somebody smacks you? On national television, y'all ain't talking to me. How do you not pick up the phone and call baby and them? When baby and them ain't nothing but a phone call away. Come on, I'm preaching this to the. <laughs> Jesus keeps his head. Can I preach this? Watch that. I, I missed y'all so much. Amen. Let me preach this in here. <laughs> he keeps his head. Because he is in constant communion with his father. Jesus Watch Chapel is able to keep his head in the midst of a toxic, antagonistic environment because Jesus is in constant communion with his father. Jesus has the habit of spending every morning dialoguing in prayer with God. He begins the day in prayer, and for those of us who have read the New Testament, we know, and the Gospels in particular, in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, he began early in the morning, as was his custom in prayer. But he closed out every night in prayer. 
But throughout the entirety of the day, Jesus was known to be praying and in dialogue with Almighty God. Prayer was not something foreign to him. Communion to and with God was not the exception, but was the norm. And when you and I are in constant communion with Almighty God, you and I are able to weather some storms, handle some stuff, and keep our head in ways that the prayerless are not and uncommuning people are not because we have a constant lifeline with our Heavenly Father. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. How many of us have ever spent time with God in prayer in the morning not knowing what would happen throughout the day? And we are glad we spent time talking to God and allowing God to talk to us because I don't care what you say, how sophisticated you are, spending time with God makes a difference. From the time you woke up at 6 o'clock a.m. this morning for the time you and I close our sleep, God willing, tonight, we don't know what's going to happen. And if we have spent time with God, we won't avoid what happens, but it will prepare us. It will equip us. It will strengthen us. It will encourage us to face the realities of life head facing forward, shoulder square, trying not to run away from life, but being able to handle life because we are communing with God. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you and I don't spend time with God, you and I will not be able to handle life. You and I don't know what's going to happen. We might get a phone call that says somebody has unexpectedly passed from labor to reward. We might receive bad news about our job. We might receive bad news about somebody else. Something may happen to the car. Something may happen to the house. Life is unpredictable. But when you and I spend time with God, y'all ain't talking to me in here on this Sunday morning, God will walk with you, God will talk with you, God will keep you, God will bear your burdens, God will lighten your load, God will lift your head, God will give you joy in the midst of your struggle, and God will allow you to keep your head in the midst of what you're going through. I can keep my head because I'm in constant communion. Not only can I keep my head because I'm in constant communion with God, I can keep my head because I have learned to anticipate adversity. I have learned to anticipate adversity. This is Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. And from the time Jesus came on the scene in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus has been dealing with one adversity or another. Forty days in the wilderness with the devil. 
Sadducees questioning his authority. The religious leaders wondering if he's really legitimate. His brothers and sisters wondering if he's out of his mind. The Herodians scheming against him. The Essenes saying he ain't Jewish enough. People in his hometown saying, ain't this Mary's boy? Crazy Mary who said she was pregnant by a ghost. Jesus, from the time he comes on the scene, has been dealing with adversity. And if you are black in America, I'm preaching this on this Sunday morning. From the time you and I have been in preschool, we've been dealing with adversity. Saved or not, if you black in America, you know what it means to deal with adversity. You can try to be post-racial all you want to. Y'all ain't talking to me. The past four years with that rascal being in the White House, let us know that Barack Obama, that four years was payback for eight years of a black man being in the White House. Every person you thought was your friend, every person you thought was civil, every person you thought was polite came out of the bag. Showed you who the hell they really were. Don't worry about me saying hell. I'm going to preach this in here. Black folk in America know what it means to deal with adversity. Don't become so naive, so super spiritual that you bury your head in the doggone sand and think we won't deal with adversity anymore. Adversity is real. Come here, Jesus. In this world, ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You and I can keep our head when you and I learn to anticipate adversity. I don't know where it's coming from, but when it shows up, I ain't surprised. I don't know who it's coming from, but when it shows up, I ain't surprised. It might come from a co-worker, but I ain't surprised. It might come from a family member, but I ain't surprised. It may come from a brother or sister in Christ who's having a bad day and off their target, but I ain't surprised. It might come from anybody, but I ain't surprised. And when it comes, I got the helmet of salvation. I got the breastplate of righteousness. I got the sword of the spirit. I got the sandals of peace. Y'all ain't talking to me. I got my loins girt about with truth, and I ain't losing it. I'm keeping my head because I've learned to anticipate adversity. One of the worst things in the world is to be unprepared for life. We don't know what's going to happen in this life. And our lack of preparation 
can either help us swim or sink. He keeps his head because he anticipates adversity. He keeps his head because he's in constant communion. But he keeps his head, watch chapel, because gratitude is more important than a grudge. Gratitude is more important than a grudge. Preacher, make it plain for me. I'm glad you asked. Jesus can be a grudger concerning the resentment, antagonism, and hateration that he experiences. Or Jesus can be so grateful for what God is doing and how God is using him. Because remember what Jesus says in verses 9 and 10, the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Zacchaeus was lost, but now Zacchaeus is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus can make up his mind to be grateful for how God is using him. Or he can develop a grudge about the hateration he is experiencing. And you and I have to learn and make a choice in life. I cannot control how people respond to me. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I, I can be sweet as pie. I can be polite. I can be upstanding. I can be chivalrous. I can be integrous. I can have the best character. I can have the brightest smile. But there are some folk who just ain't going to like you. Can I preach this word up in here? Can I bless somebody up in here? You can be as fine as cat hair. You can be handsome. You can be suave. You can be polite. But there are some folk who just ain't going to like you. And you can make up in your mind to be a grudger about them. Or you can be so grateful for what God is doing in your life that my gratitude towards God will trump the grudge I want to do. Develop. Can I preach this in here to somebody? You and I can learn to keep our head when we are grateful instead of grudging. That's the challenge for somebody on this Sunday morning. Jesus does not grudge. He does not resent. He doesn't become bitter. He doesn't become small. He doesn't become mean. He doesn't become nasty. But Jesus is so grateful for what God is doing that God can keep his head because he's grateful. Let me bless somebody right now. If you look at all that God is doing for you, you don't have time to worry about who don't like you. If you look at who God is sending your way and how God is blessing your life, 
and the blessings that God is raining upon your life. You don't have the time or the energy to think about who ain't speaking to you, who ain't liking you, who's talking about you, who's hating on you, who you said heard something about you. But I dare somebody on this Sunday morning to count the many ways that God has blessed you, that God is blessing you, and by faith that God will bless you. Do I have some help on this Sunday morning? Can anybody count with me? He woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. He put sense in my head, put shoes on my feet, put clothes on my back, put running, clapping in my hands, put joy in my heart, gave me enough money to afford gas, got me here safe, got food on the table, can watch the game later. Am I blessed? Am I grateful? Honey, you don't be worried about who don't like you. God loves you. God gives you who you need. God's giving you what you need. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful that I'm keeping my hand in the midst of my haters. Sometimes you just got to change your perspective. So-and-so ain't speak to me. You got 30 people that hugs you and you worried about one person that ain't speak to you. I didn't get that job. You got four other offers. Man, man, didn't ask me out. You got, come on. Just cause you don't like who knocking at the door don't mean nobody lock, ain't knocking. You just don't like the options. You got options. Let's pray for a different option. Keep your head. Somebody on this Sunday. Let me help somebody. We keep our head based on what's in us. Let's be real now. If you full of the Holy Ghost, even full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to have to count to 100 not to smack some folk back. I may have to walk. Come on now, I'm, come on now, y'all. I'm Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized. You smack me. I may walk from here to Fayetteville Street in Durham and leave my phone so I don't call you to come get me. Ah, come on now. The Lord can and will keep you. 
How many of us have ever done some stuff we didn't think we had it in us to do? And we knew it was God. Sometimes God will let you see some stuff and then you back out of it. You see yourself behind them. You say, orange is the new black. You see yourself in that uniform, then you say, Lord, help me keep me, Jesus. You see yourself having to call your mama, your daddy, hey, I need some money. God will give you a, a vision. And that vision is all you need to pull up, to slow down, to go home. Come on now. Somebody, if you're not saved on this day, the Lord wants to keep you. If you're not saved and want to accept Jesus, today's the day. If you want to unite with Watch Chapel, today's the day. I want you to raise your hand wherever you are. If you want to accept Jesus or join the church, raise your hand high. We got one brother right here. Amen. Another brother right here in the back. Amen. Hey, Deacon Anita, take that brother. Yeah, okay, get that brother. Anybody? Is there another? Is there another? That brother, right, who's that sister right there? Deacon Anita, get that sister right there. There may be somebody else. Come on. Maybe somebody else on this day. Maybe somebody else. You need salvation. You need a church home. Just raise your hand high wherever you are. Raise your hand wherever you are. Be seated and watch chapel. We're about to celebrate the Lord's Supper. As we prepare to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we want to do so reverently. We want to do so obediently. Scripture says, let a man, let a woman examine himself or herself as we partake of the body and blood in an unworthy manner. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this holy ordinance. We thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost that keeps us. We thank you for God being a keeper. Thank you, God, for giving us everything we need to keep our head. whether it means forgiving, whether it means not having the last word, whether it means going the extra mile, whether it means walking away, whether it means taking somebody out of our contact list, whether it means just smiling, being silent. We thank you, God. Bless this holy meal. Use it for our sanctification. Strong name of Jesus.
church said, Amen. On the night he was betrayed, he took the bread and said, Take, eat, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We do likewise. He took the bread, he took the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Just do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We do likewise. Church said amen. 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 With the grace of our Lord and Savior, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. Let the church say amen, amen, amen. Hey, saints, it's been great seeing you. Let's give the Lord a hand praise for being back. Love you. Thank you. Choir is going to bless us. Let's follow the direction of our ushers as they help us leave. Amen. Amen. Send me.